Hello and welcome once again to Once in a Lifetime, the podcast where we talk about the Lifetime movies that we can't stop watching. (laughs) I'm Bridget. I'm Anne. (laughs) And this week we watched a real doozy. A real humdinger. Big Ronnie would say from Greasy Strangler. Check out the Greasy Strangler episode of Bourbon and Blood to hear the origin of that story. This, uh, week, this oh yeah, we watched um, um, a movie, a film <laughs> called a film. "I Almost Married a Serial Killer." And yes. boy, oh boy. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, indeed. I thought when I turned this on that it was going to be like a Bobo, so I married an axe murderer. And it was not that. <laughs> oh my God, it was so awful. It was the worst movie we've watched by far. And I don't know, maybe it's because the other ones, there's been so many like weird little famous people in the ones we've mm-hmm. watched that we're like, oh yes, or they're ones we remember watching from when we were little. I, this one, like the acting was... Horrific, except so for bad. except for Violet slash Lily. She yeah, was, I did like Violet. It's pretty okay. Um, the story was ridiculous, absurd. The mom was so fucking dumb. I oh my god. Yeah, just- I actually meant to look up who wrote this because I would not be surprised to find that their Wikipedia page just said this man hates all women. <laughs> He was arrested how? seven times for domestic <laughs> violence. Like, he, or, you know what? If it's written by a woman, I'm going to feel dumb. But, like, oh how could you write such a dumb lead <laughs> in your movie? That's insane. So ridiculous. So bad. So we meet Camille. She is a college professor. Um, Or maybe high school. It seemed like a college classroom. It did seem like a college classroom. And I couldn't tell what she was teaching. Was it literature or was she teaching about serial killers? I thought it was literature. And she was telling the story of some Mm -hmm. thing, someone from, I don't know, mythology or something. Obviously, very much pertaining to what the fuck is going to happen in this train wreck of a movie. Okay, wow. before we go any further, I have to eat my hat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. This movie was written by a woman. Oh, my God. Can you look up and see if she's written anything else? That oh, we she wrote? has 24 writing credits. Her name is Naomi Selfman. That sounds like a real <laughs> name. That's not a real... That's not, that's not a woman. <laughs> no. That's a man. That has to be a man that, that has, made up. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, she's written such films as A Snow Globe Christmas, <laughs> A Nanny's Revenge, Bikini Spring Break, Mega Python versus Gatoroid. Gatoroid? <laughs> ah. Wait, 18-year-old virgin? That's not interesting. <laughs> um, Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus and the number one cheerleader camp. Those are just the ones that's hmm. interesting. Yeah. You know what? Okay. I bet I'm betting that 18 year old virgin. I'm betting that that is a girl who obviously is an 18 year old virgin and she <laughs> needs money to like pay for school. So she's she like auctions off her virginity. I bet that's what that is. And you're exactly right. Are you joking? Well, I don't know if she needs money. Okay. <laughs> I oh my swear, God. when you were talking, I was like <laughs> reading the description and I was like, she's reading from the description. It doesn't I'm say not. anything about money. <laughs> but it does say a senior must lose her virginity before she can sleep with her dream guy at a high school graduation party. Oh. There's a 2.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Anyway, Weird. Naomi... You shamed us all. Yeah, this was this was rough, Naomi. Ooh, this was rough. So Camille's giving her little lecture bell ring. Oh, it keeps cutting to this like weirdo guy, like sitting <laughs> yeah, from like the side of his face. Uh oh. Sorry, yeah. I just dropped the microphone, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we're pros. We're pros. Um, so he's just like creepily watching her from one of the seats. The bell rings. Kids get up. And it's like her boyfriend, right? And he's just this fucking weirdo. 
Like, you <laughs> he just know. came by to give her a kiss. Yeah, she's like, like she gets her her lunch shit ready, and then she's like, "Oh, did you come here to have lunch with me?" And he was like, "No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, just like wanted to kiss cool. you." Cool. All right, me. Actually, I just wanted okay. to leave my jacket behind, and oop, there's a ring in it. Oh, oh, uh oh, what a surprise! What a mistake, too. I bet he didn't mean to leave that Mm-mm. coat there at all. Did the he? ring wasn't even in the coat? It was just under uh, it yeah like yeah. that's not a thing that you're not doing a very good job so she runs out and she's all like oh you forgot your coat <laughs> he's like hey we're gonna let's hang out later obviously she's like hell yeah we're gonna hang out like you're gonna propose to me of course right. we're hanging out then we meet violet sweet little violet sweet she violet. is the daughter how old 15, 14? 15, because they're planning her sweet 16. That's right. On. That's Yeah, that's right. That's a pretty big part of the movie. So, yes. Um, so, she is 15. She's she's a little cutie-tootie. I like her. She's like a a real girl. Like, that's, yeah. that's one of Abby's friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. She looked she was, like a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, and she was a good actress. Like, she did a good job. I, You know, she was the only good one, I think, in the whole movie. Oh, only good one. Um. She's going, she's getting ready for a party with her best friend and mom comes down and she's like, oh, I found the top you wanted to borrow. Now, <laughs> hey, mom, she wear that? And also mom is like six foot tall, gorgeously like model-esque, super skinny. She's in, I feel like in real life, this actress has like a real thing about what she puts into her body because we only see her with food I guess three times but two times she's carrying a salad and a water and another time she has an apple and a banana and a banana and she <laughs> okay, drinks a hell of a lot of wine so much wine gets her fruit salad from there mom juice <laughs> <laughs> sorry I hate wanna that whine song. about it wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so we learn that Violet and her friend have a safe word if things get weird at the party. And the safe word is cotton, cotton candy. Raph, Raphael, that's the fiance's name. Yes. Oh, not fiance yet. Excuse me, the boyfriend's name. He calls and tells her like, oh, JK, we can't hang out tonight. I have to go to Tokyo. Is that what he says? <laughs> I'm not sure what he says, but he's just like canceling plans. Sorry, babe. And she's like, okay, I'll put on this new lingerie I bought and just go to your house. Mm -hmm. And when none of the lights are on, I'm just going to walk in. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to knock on the door, ring the doorbell. I'm going to walk all through the house and keep hearing weird noises and just not be freaked out at all. No, no. And then I'm going to go in this weird room in the back of the house (laughs) you can only access from outside. But it seems to be like a room, like an actual room. You would think maybe it's the utility room, but there's Mm -hmm. no like... You know, there's no furnace or anything in there. It's just a big, empty room. And not too empty because it's filled with articles of the serial killer, the hunter. The hunter. He murdered. He's got a lot of before and after photos. Mm -hmm. Like before they were dead and after they were dead. And it's really dark. Where the fuck is he getting? Like, where are these articles being printed? Or ripped out from, like, I don't understand. That formatting is not, like, any article I've ever seen in my entire life. They're from, like, whatever Podunk Town's weekly newspaper. so ridiculous. And how was he getting their autopsy photos? I don't know. I was wondering that, too. He has all of their bodies, like, on the slab. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, a a lot of the stuff doesn't make any sense. Asking for sense in this movie is not a not a good idea. Um, oh, she! Oh my god! So when they're talking about the party, Raphael calls on the phone, and Violet answers, and she's like, "Oh, I'm going to this party, and that like you know Mike might be there." Da da da. And he he was like, "Remember, remember what I told you? Always play hard to get." Ooh, baby. Yeah. Always advice. Also, like, please don't be giving a 15-year-old girl, like, dating advice like that. It's kind of gross. And you're not even, like, my mom's fiancé yet. 
Back off, buddy. Back off. Take a step back. Yeah. Um, um, oh, so Camille is way too, like, she's way too, she wants to be like that buddy mom, like that cool, young buddy mom so mm-hmm. badly. It's sad. It's really sad. It is strange. She does a lot of things in this movie that make me think she's not a great mom. <laughs> we'll get to them as we go along, but mm-hmm. like she's not put her daughter first ever. No. She also just like, I mean, we've said before, she's so dumb. When she finds these things, I don't think she's scared enough. Oh my and God, like, no. He walks in and she's like, what's going on? What, is what are this? you doing? What are you doing here? Why do you, why do you have a knife? Yeah, she doesn't get it at all. She does not get it. No, she's a fucking idiot. She's a she's a moron. Um, hold on. Oh, so I? then Violet calls while she's talking to Raph, which, excuse me, what 15-year-old girl is going to call her mom from a party sitting next to the boy she has a crush on? Like, oh, j- hold on just one second. Let me call my mom. <laughs> I know. She didn't even, like, it wasn't even like her mom was calling her. She was like, oh, Tio, um, this is really awesome. Like, come on. <laughs> I would, you would, like, at least go to a different room or something. Yeah, you're not going to call your mom from the couch <laughs> at a party next to the boy you like. Like, ridiculous. Absolutely. That's not going to happen. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Oh, so and then she says... Yeah, oh, yeah, it's on this phone, phone call, call that she does the only smart thing that she does yes. in the whole movie, which is use cotton candy. Mm-hmm. She says, you know, I'm just going to lie down, have a glass of wine, and eat some of that cotton candy we got. Yep. That lady's never eaten cotton candy in her life. No. She, maybe. Well, maybe. She might have. Oh, I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I thought the close-up of her daughter reacting to... <laughs> saying cotton candy was one of the best parts of the movie. Oh my gosh. Like, my mom Just is like, in so- trouble. I'm I gotta call nine like she immediately is like I'm calling 911 right now. I don't know where the fuck she's at. Like I know <laughs> she didn't even know where she was. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um she somehow is able to escape. She needs like, him in the nuts. Yeah yeah she needs him in the balls. Um, and runs out, gets help from the neighbors. The people then, who are walking right in front of his house at that very moment. God. And then we're in court and we're 15 minutes in. And I was like, well, something he's going to escape, obviously, because we're only 15 minutes in and he's already going to jail. Mm-mm. Yeah. And she was dressed like a nun. I don't know why they love to have women dressed <laughs> like nuns in this movie. She had like a white collar underneath a gray sweater which mm-hmm. is fully something a quote modern day nun would wear with like a long gray skirt <laughs> maybe she just wanted to like really come off as like wholesome to the to the jury I, or the judge yes, but what is she jody she doesn't have to like prove anything <laughs> to these people i know right right you haven't lady you didn't do anything wrong well not not yet so much but <laughs> He so gets yeah, so he gets a jail. Long, oh yeah, like oh, how many? It's like eight. He how many people did he kill? Like eight people. Yeah, and I I didn't write down how many years, but the judge said like I don't know the maximum sentence for each person you killed, and we find out that he wouldn't reveal the location of the bodies, which doesn't make any sense because he had pictures of them on the autopsy table, so they know where they are. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which I just realized this moment. Oh my goodness, you're right. Naomi, little continuity error there, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I expect better from Crocozoid and (laughs) I don't remember what it is. Oh my god, so ridiculous. He turns and looks at her when he's sentenced in the courtroom. And the way he he turns to her and the way the camera zooms in on him and the music that plays at that moment makes doesn't make him come off as like a scary serial killer it makes him come off as like a haunted like doll or something like it was very <laughs> like 
<laughs> it was like, I'm going to knock on your door in the middle of the night and like just lay on your doorstep. Like it was not a threatening. I mean, you should be scared of a haunted doll. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I would be very scared. What would you be more scared of? Like a legit haunted doll or, or a serial killer who escaped and wants to kill you? I think it would be harder to convince people that a haunted doll was after you. A serial killer who escaped from prison, you could be like, we know he escaped from prison. He's after me. But if I'm like, that doll keeps trying to murder me in my sleep, they're going to put me in a hospital. And the doll will still follow you because it's real. Yeah. And (laughs) then I'm stuck in the hospital forever because people think I'm crazy. But see, if there's a serial killer chasing, you can just like barricade yourself in the house, right? He can't get in. I don't know. I think the haunted doll is a little scarier. Just buy a gun. I agree. Buy a gun. You can kill it. You can kill a killer with a gun. Can't kill a haunted doll with a gun. And that's something the NRA would never come out and just say. You, you know what? I wish, I wish more people were brave enough to say something. <laughs> I really, I'm so glad you came out and said that. <laughs> that's what we stand for here. On this uh, actually, I mean, like, I obviously I don't like guns. Um, I will stand by my statement, though. You, you if can. a serial killer is after you, I think it would probably make you feel a little bit safer. To have a gun on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time I would have a gun. Maybe. Or if I had a haunted doll. We'll check back <laughs> in with you on that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> he escapes from prison. We don't know how. We don't know what's going on. He's just, he's escaped. Okay. Well, they, they tell us that he seduced a prison guard. Oh my and God. That she they helped t- him escape. Oh my God. I um, didn't even catch that part. Of course he did. When... <laughs> When the FBI, I guess, show up to tell her that that he's escaped. And they're like, and we think because of these sketches that he's going to come after you. And they show the sketches and they are like, they're like a nine-year-old trying to draw his mom. I mean, the police sketches we see later on look like Napoleon Dynamite style. <laughs> Why did they even show them? I don't like, know. They were they so, were done in like red pen. <sighs> I mean, I wonder if maybe Naomi has like two kids who were maybe into art or something, and she was like, "Here, <laughs> draw this lady from draw Baywatch. this draw this guy with a pencil, like a police sketch, or like that's <laughs> draw a man <laughs> with thick eyebrows." <laughs> I don't know. They look just, it, everything looked very juvenile-y. juvenile yes. Those sketches yeah. really made me laugh. Like, they didn't look anything like Camille whatsoever. So why would the FBI be like, these are the reason? What about that, the male FBI agent's um, gigantic glasses? Like, he looked like <laughs> a cartoon character of an FBI agent. It was so ridiculous. His hair looked like a toupee with a big old swoop of bangs like down the front. And then these gigantic, just massive like aviators, but not even massive to where they're like cool and funny. Like Mm -hmm. they were like too big for regular ones, but not Not big big enough enough to to be be oversized. It was really annoying me. And he wore them quite a bit whenever we saw him in this Stupid he bitch. sure did. They tell her she has to go in witness protection in 15 minutes. <laughs> They're like, hurry up, pack your bags. We got to go. And we got to go right now. We're going Violet now. Violet loses her mind, which I understand it would be horrible, but also a killer is after you. So is right. the tantrum really going to help anything right now? And hopefully it's just, like they said, temporary until they can find him and mm-hmm. he goes back into the system. I mean, there's no guarantees it's temporary. It could be could be forever. Right. But, um, so she's all pissed off. I'm not going. I'm not going. But obviously then she goes. Camille gives a burner phone to her friend slash neighbor. Why did she have those? I don't know. Why did she have two phones that were still operational, like two I, little flip phones? I don't know. 
Okay, that would have been great to know. <laughs> I maybe she has some kind of shady past or something. It maybe she's strange seeing a couple other people on the side. I don't know. Dang, Camille. I don't know. She needs to pay for her wine habit somehow. I mean, their house is so fancy. It's huge. She's making a lot of money as a college professor. I mean, and then, but then she starts teaching high school when they go. So you have to think she's a high school teacher. It was confusing because you don't have, like, you don't have to have a license to teach college. You just have to have like a certain degree status, right? You don't get like a license like you do for elementary and high school. So did she get a fake license? Hmm. Or was she always teaching high school and they just had like, the reason it looked like a college is because of the room she was in in the beginning. It had like the stadium seating, yeah. a huge projector. But it wasn't like an like a high school auditorium. It was a classroom. Right. It looked like a college classroom. That was really confusing. I thought that was weird too. Hmm. Hmm. So anyway, she gives this phone to her neighbor and she's like, Call me in case something happens to my dad because who apparently, apparently she goes to visit every week. We've never heard of him. We've before this. never heard <laughs> of anything, and we really don't hear too much except for the one scene with him, like later on. So weird. Um, where are we? Oh, their new names are Lily and Emily Connors. Hmm. Um, the daughter is really pissy when they get to where are they? California. Yeah, they are, because I remember she pulled up at one point to the store, and the plate was California. Okay. So they moved from Miami to California. Well, that's what they're telling everyone. They really moved from Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, that's right, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Violet is so pissed, and then the mom says to, like, I think it's the FBI agent. She's like, I'm sorry, she's not normally like this. Yeah, as though he doesn't. It's just the... And then she kind of gestures around. It's like, yeah, no shit. She's not usually like this. You gave her 15 minutes to be like, hey, there's a serial killer coming after you guys. And also you need to like pack up whatever is important to you in 15 minutes. And you have to leave everything and go to the other side of the country for an undetermined amount of time. And you also have to change your name and everything about yourself and (laughs) never, never speak to anybody, you know. Oh, but yeah, I'm a little sore, mom. Thanks. (laughs) a little sore god bad mom call right there like just be a good mom with it she was not at all um then we cut to Raphael at a doctor's office like the most scummy plastic surgeon oh this guy was a tool and yeah, seemed he, really young to be a plastic surgeon too. Right? He did, and he also talked way too much, and <laughs> that's why he met the end that he did. How did Raphael have so much money? Where did he get that money from? Yeah, that's a great question because if he was accessing his bank account after he escaped from prison, I think they would have noticed that. Right, like and you would also think too that like there would be a lot of civil suits going on. He wouldn't. Oh, that's true. How would he, first off, have access to the bank account without it being flagged, especially with that amount of money? It was literally a briefcase was full so- of $100 bill stacks. Like, that's a yeah. lot of money. I'm going to give Naomi a really, really big piece of faith right now and say that maybe she was thinking of Israel Keys and thought like, oh, he buried this money. Oh, I mean, that is possible. Anything is possible once you've learned about Israel Keys, serial killer-wise, like that. Yeah, that's true. Guys, if maybe, you haven't read, what's it called? An American Predator? Yeah, Yeah, I if you haven't so. read that book, it's real scary. It's terrifying. And, oh, he is just, he's like the most terrifying serial killer, I think. Agree. And I feel like most people do not know you his don't name. Even know and he's so his scary. Name. Like you could have a murder bucket in your backyard and not <sighs> even know. I know that so freaks me out. So I know. I feel like we talked about this on another episode too, but I just, <laughs> I just love talking about him. It's so gross. Um, so he gets. We don't see what he looks like, but he gets plastic surgery, and then the <laughs> plastic surgeon like takes takes a big sip of his like whiskey and he's like well that's all over with 
good thing you can leave the country and no one will ever know it's you. I won't even tell a single soul <laughs> what you even look like at all. Like, it was, Yeah, it so was almost I, exactly like that. <laughs> but he obviously just gets shot in the head. Yep. And the because, whole room gets set on fire. Yeah, and then gets set on fire. And then that's it with that. Uh, da, da, da. Where are we now? Oh, they go to school the first day of school. They're at the same school. Yeah, because she's teaching. Mom is teaching at now. the same school that. Can we just call them Violet and Camille for continuity's yeah. sake? Okay. Yeah. So, love. Violet has a rough first day, I guess, because she's like scared to make a mistake and say their own thing. Um, at the end of the day, they stop for groceries on the way home and. Violet stays in the car, but then when Camille comes out, she's gone. And she starts screaming Violet, which is, like, insane. Yeah. She does um, that a lot, actually. She, <laughs> she really does. There's several times. Um, but Violet is on the bench with a dog. <laughs> she's like, I just found this dog. And Camille's like, oh, maybe he has a tag. And Violet says, oh, that's a good idea. You went with this dog for like 25 minutes and you never thought yeah. about that before. There's clearly a collar because you're holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Like, look, there's tags. That's the, Those are the things that are jingling around on the collar. Check the tag. They call the owner. It's this guy named Brian. Yep, Brian, but I call him Bobo Tony Danza. My good. You know what? Yes. He looks and sounds like Tony Danza. Oh my God, you're brother. totally right. I was, I think you're right. Like, I was trying my whole time during this movie to be like, who the fuck does that guy remind me of? It might be it Tony Danza. He had a weird accent, though. It was confusing. It was like a little bit of like New York or something, but That's not like, in oh, a. Way almost that had sense. like a slight, like. I don't know, like Eastern European type lilt at some point. Like it was so it was interesting. Yeah. I heard like three different accents from him. Well, when I looked him up on IMDb, what he's known for is my big fat Greek wedding. So maybe he's Greek. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Hmm. I wonder if he plays one of her brothers. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I couldn't place him in it. So I just gave up. So they they make friends. Louis Mandalore. Sorry, I just thought it was Louis Mandalore. That's kind of a cool name. It is pretty cool. Mandalorian. He's from Australia, so maybe that's why. Oh, he's like trying to hide it. Yeah, and it just came across as a little bit Ukrainian, maybe (laughs) (laughs) Ukrainian New York. (laughs) Nailed it. All right. So, so they're yeah, buddies. So they're friends. He's kind like, of a chachi LaRue looking guy. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so they like are friends now. Um, when they go home that day, she sees someone in the backyard and like loses her mind and it ends up being a meter reader. Okay. And from that point on, she's just like not afraid of anything. Well, I want at this point, so I got annoyed because if I'm inside my house, the safety of my house, and I think somebody is like lurking outside, do you know what I'm not going to do? Go outside. I'm going to stay inside my safe house and make sure all my doors and windows are locked and like call the cops. I'm not going to go outside and leave the door open. Yeah. To give someone a chance to break in. Like, it was just the meter reader guy. And, you know, the, the part where he's like, it's just me. I'm just reading the meter. And she's like, oh, that scene lasted for like five minutes with her being so like, oh, I'm sorry. I just. <sighs> it felt like she was like, so embarrassed that she got scared for, quote, no reason. That for the rest of the movie, she just like didn't worry about what anybody was doing it was because like, this is all fine because of the intense man. shame the meter man <laughs> made her feel even though he was like i did okay like <laughs> it's like i'm just trying to do just, my job just trying to get my bacon and go home to my wife and kids lady 
Oh boy. Um, we see. Oh, this is okay. We cut to the guy in a hotel room. He's looking at the trash can with yeah. bloody gauze in it. Yes. And a file on Camille's dad for some reason. Yes. Is it just on her dad? I think so. It was like 17 pictures of her dad. Of just her dad. <laughs> it was so bizarre. So he, we see his face. Like we see what he looks mm-hmm. like now. And he goes to the nursing home where Camille's dad is and just like waltzes in with scrubs. <laughs> like so nobody, crazy. I, you're not in like a giant, like ER hospital that's like training nurses and has a constantly different like staff. You yeah. Guys, wouldn't you have to check in? Yeah. Like, and shouldn't somebody recognize you if you're like, you can't just walk in a building and just be like, yep, yeah, I work here. Don't you get <laughs> He walks in the room. He somehow just knows where her dad is. He walks in, wakes the man up, and is like, I need to find your daughter. And the dad, like, totally freaks out. He's like, what? You're not Marco. Marco? Marco? And then the guy just walks out and says to a nurse, like, hey, uh, he's having a heart attack. Better call his daughter. And he was having a heart attack. How did yeah. he know that? I, I don't know. I don't How know. How did he know that? I don't know. And no uh, one questions who this guy is giving them orders. They all just do it. Yeah, he, he even says when he calls the other guy, he's like, hey, uh, nurse, nurse. Like, yeah. He, <laughs> you wouldn't you be like, if you worked with someone, you'd be like, hey, Bridget, hey, yeah. we need you over here. Hurry up. So, so strange. So stupid. This whole movie was just so ridiculous. The dad has a heart attack. He's face offing. He. Oh, the friend is called. Her mm-hmm. friend is called. And so he listens in as she calls Camille on the burner. Camille, I'm so it sorry. like, your dad had a heart attack. It doesn't look good. But he's just like sleeping. <laughs> it, I think so. it's okay. <laughs> they don't mention him the rest of the movie. So I assume he's fine. Um, so then she's leaving the room. Uh-oh. Oh no, our internet. Are we here? Yeah. Okay. So she's leaving the room and the guy bumps into her and grabs the phone. Immediately calls Camille again, but says nothing. And then Camille throws the phone away. Yep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What would calling that number do? I don't know. I, I don't know, especially with these phones that they're using. Like, they're not smartphones. The one that, like, the burner phone mm-hmm. was not a smartphone. It's not going to be able to be, like, tracked or anything. Like, she can't get on, like, Facebook with it. I don't know what you're doing. Try like Yeah, I don't understand why she threw that away when her dad might be dying. I know. That's, like, the only communication she has with her neighbor yeah. about her dad. And she tosses it. She's an idiot. She's a fucking Yeah, she's idiot. really dumb. Uh, da, da. Oh, um, Brian takes her and Violet, well, Violet, horseback riding. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know if you can really, I, I guess she's riding a horse, but trying to It was more like a lesson. Circle for yeah. <laughs> what seemed like four hours. That's not really horseback riding. That's just. And, like, two girls from her school come up, and they're like, hi, you're in my class. How do you like it here? Mm, bye. Oh, wait, do you want to come bowling on Wednesday? Okay, bye. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so <"Whoa."> random. <laughs> so weird. It, this movie felt like 5,000 other different movie scenes or characters, like, thrown into this movie. Yes, yes. And everyone is dumb. Oh, and he says he says something great. He says, you can never lie to a horse. <laughs> and I said... Fucking watch me. <laughs> I will. The next oh, horse I see, I'm going to just say such a blatant lie to it and be like, eat it, Brian. You can lie to a <laughs> Um. So he asks Camille out on a date. They go on a date. Um. I wrote that he honks the horn instead of going to the door. And I said, my grandma always told me that was a sign of disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> you don't same. go out to that car until they come to the door. Yeah. I, she leaves I, Violet I, home alone 
you have just had to leave your home and go into the witness protection program because a man you were going to marry is a serial killer and you're going to leave your daughter home alone. That's insane. But she wants to go have dinner with Brian, who at this point I said, I wonder if this new guy is also a serial killer. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So Violet goes to bed and as Camille and Brian are coming home from their date, we see the guy from the hotel break into. Yeah, a masked prowler. Um, he's like standing over her when she like turns around, he's right in her face, and then she runs and trips, and he's like standing over her, and then Brian comes in and hits him with a candlestick mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. He and also Brian, got his license plate. Brian was uh, there to, I was like, why is Brian still there? Because they said goodbye he should have been like in his car driving down the road by this point. Like, I know. I was like, he you're being stood a weirdo. There and watched her walk into the door. Like, she's she's got it, bro. She knows how to open a door and go inside. I thought it was kind of like when they were saying goodnight, and she almost like she started leaning in for that kiss, and then mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, I'm I'm actually not ready for this." I was like, "Ooh, girl, you just." Straight up did that, like, handshake, but, like, <laughs> slicking my hair She was back. taking that advice. She was playing hard to get. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what he likes. That's what he likes. So, because they have the license plate, the police can track this guy, pull him over. They're like, you're Raphael whatever. Ah. And he's like, no, no, I'm a reporter. I've been covering the hunter and he can't believe he's arrested. (laughs) This guy broke into a home. He broke into a hotel room. He's been stalking this woman and he's Mm like, for following a story. (laughs) I was just not what reporters do. (laughs) No, it's not at all. It's not at all. And you're endangering people in the witness protection program. Like you're the worst reporter of all time. Yeah, so then you kind of put the pieces together that, like, okay, Brian. It's obviously Brian who is Raphael. Yeah. How? Okay. So there's a horse ranch that Raphael's family apparently owns, right? Because when Brian takes her back there the first time, I mean, it's, should I just, what should I call him? Brian or Raphael? I don't know. When he's Brian, he takes her to, like, when he, when she's over at his house the first time, he says something like, oh, I haven't been, this is my family's ranch. I haven't been here, like, since I was a child. Yeah, that was confusing. He was like, nobody here would recognize me, and my grandfather barely even knew my name. But still, you would think that if the FBI is putting somebody in witness protection, they would do a little research to see if there's any reason why the person that they're hiding the people from would have any reason to go to their town at all that they're staying in whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but was he just making that up? Like that whole story about the dad so that he could like make himself relatable to Camille, you know, like, did he just buy a rando ranch and it had nothing to do with his grandpa? I don't know. I thought it was actually like, how did he see? That's ridiculous. How do you have enough money? And he's already like established as like a horse riding place. How? Okay. That part was weird. (laughs) So like, I don't know. I mean, the money he obviously took from the plastic surgeon that he murdered. Okay. That was what? Like, I don't know. That's a briefcase of money. I don't know. I thought they said that a million dollars is way more than a briefcase full of money. Who said that? Who's like, they? Like people. They. You know they. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure you're right. I have no idea. But I thought he just made that whole thing up. But look, Naomi didn't think about any of this. So why do we have to think about it? <laughs> you're right. And Camille obviously <laughs> didn't think about this either. So well, I guess then how did he find out where she was? No. I Yeah. There's no way he could have found out where she was. And yet he knows before the reporter knows. But where do we they are? Do we find out how he found out? No, no. Yeah, I it's didn't. Just a think big so. old plot hole. Hasn't. Oh my good lord! How? How would he know? 
It makes no sense that he found her. We found out that his mom was murdered in room 203 in the hotel where the, like, reporter was. He says he just rented the space to take pictures because he knew Raphael had been there, right? He said he rented it for a whole month. He rented it for a month, didn't touch anything, just wanted to take pictures. So, you know, this dangerous serial killer is on the loose, hunting down a woman mm-hmm. and her child. And, and you, you don't, tell, don't tell them. You don't tell the police. You do nothing. You do nothing. Like You gotta let the story play out. Mm-mm. I'm a reporter. No. Yeah, no, this no, guy sir. has some serious ethics violations going on. No, sir. like there's bloody bandages. Obvious, like, so oh, this yeah. is when, when they're the, like, oh, he changed his appearance and had must have had plastic surgery. This isn't where they figured it out. They saw those bloody bandages and they're like, oh, he must be really hurt. He couldn't have gotten far. Oh, that's right. Like, I was like, what? You don't even know yet what is happening. That's right. That's right. He invites, um, he invites her over on Valentine's Day. He's going to make Coco Van. Coco Van. Coco Van. Her favorite. How did you know that was my favorite? Also, like, nobody makes that casually. Like, Julia Child makes Coco Van. (laughs) And Amy Adams makes it in Julia and Julia. Like, people aren't just making that. I'm just making it for dinner. I don't even know what it is, to be honest with you. It's like a chicken dish with vegetables. Okay. Like a stew, kind of. Okay. I've never had it. Do I look like I know how to make cocoa pen? Kind of. You learn it in culinary school, so. That's ridiculous. I want my money back. <laughs> um, so Violet is supposed to go camping with her friends over Valentine's Day weekend. And then her mom's like, no, I have a weird feeling about it. You can't go. So her friends leave without her. And then Brian convinces Camille that it's actually a great idea. And he's going to drive Violet out there. And she's like, okay. Yeah, great. <laughs> Go ahead. And it seems to be hours away. It's so far. It's they're like in the daylight. car. The rest of the night. movie, they're in the car half the time. Like, yeah. there's just a lot of driving going on. A lot yeah. of driving. Um, she, Violet in the car starts to get a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. She's noticing, like, oh, this is what happens. She said... Said something about how the song on the radio reminded her of someone she liked back home. And he said mm-hmm. something about like, oh, don't worry, Michael, Michael come around or something. Yeah. And she's like, how'd you know his name was Mike? Yeah. Your mom, your mom must have said it, but her spidey senses are going off. And then mm-hmm. she starts seeing little like tick, like facial ticks that yeah. Raphael had and like how he would drum his fingers and then she notices, like, the dog on his dashboard. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't Did either. I that, too. I, I feel like, because they didn't show it with him earlier, did they? Like, no, it wasn't, that was a very weird thing. They're like, and this is the defining thing. Yeah. <laughs> she knows it's a rat. It's like a bobblehead dog of, like, a Siberian husky, like the dog he has. And she's like, yeah. oh, this is pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> like, what do and you have Raphael, to say to that? Raphael didn't have a dog, right, that we know of? Right. We never saw it before. Yeah, that's really confusing. Yeah. I don't know. How did he... I just, I don't... Uh, Naomi? We should have Naomi on as a guest for this episode. <laughs> Naomi, like, we have a we lot have, of questions. We have some questions to ask you. He says they get a flat tire. He, like... Angrily jerks off to the side of the road. They didn't. Did get he a fake that? Tire. Okay, yeah, that was no. weird. It was because he could tell she was like getting like. So he just wanted to be like, uh, I'm going to change the subject. <laughs> we have a flight tire. Oh, that maybe. Because you think he's going to like kill her or something, but he yeah doesn't. But we find out he has not killed her. No, he, he does he drop her off. Dropped her off with her friends to go camping. He's um, having fancy dinner with. Camille. He makes the 
Cocobon. I don't know if that's how you say it. <laughs> and he makes the ugliest Valentine's Day cake. He just threw like every decoration he could find onto it. And I found it offensive. Yeah, it was like a like a well, again, maybe a child, maybe one of the <laughs> cast members' children. They were like, honey, you want to you want to decorate this cake? Come on, throw some sprinkles on it. And the kid just Boy. like dumped the whole thing on. Um. Oh, yeah. So during dinner is when she gets the call that they found out that Raph had plastic surgery and she wouldn't be able to recognize him. <laughs> yeah. So she's like freaking out. He sends her upstairs to cool off, you know, splash water on your face like we all do when we're having a bad day. And uh, she notices that Brian's closet is exactly like Raph's, like just the same suit jacket hung mm-hmm. up in a row. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's my grandfather's closet. I haven't gotten rid of his clothes. I know it's silly, but... uh." I love my pops. <laughs> he just said earlier that he barely knew his name. And I was like, I'm really going to miss that guy. I can't stand yeah. to throw his clothes out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the FBI agent also says, oh, somebody saw him check out of the hotel or leave the hotel. Mm. They're, work, they're working on a sketch right now. We're going to email it to you as soon as we have it. So she obviously says like, oh, there are... <laughs> They're going to email the sketch to me. Don't worry. So while she's in the bathroom, he goes on online and looks, gets like a fake email spoof program and sends her just like a random police sketch that he found online. And says like, uh, throw your phone away. (laughs) Yeah. Love the FBI. And then also get rid of your phone. So Mm -hmm. they, so you can't have any communication with anybody. And she's like, okay. <laughs> this makes total sense. That sounds awesome. And maybe we should go to that totally isolated cabin in the woods. Like, okay, with no phone. But first we got to go get Violet. Let's go. She, to get rid of her phone, I guess, I guess Brian does this, but he throws her phone in the fire. Was that necessary? You couldn't just leave it behind. I know. Right. Anyway. And then they send, they send the actual sketch. And it, like, the fake one he sent her looked more like him than the actual police sketch that they ended up doing. Don't you think? Yeah. That second one looked nothing like him. Yeah, every sketch in this movie was embarrassing. And I thought Violet asked a lot of really good questions after they picked her up. After Camille comes running out of the car screaming Violet and this lady's like, there's no one here by that name. There's no Violet here, lady. But Violet's like, oh, it's a nickname. Bye. Yeah. So she's there, packs up. We see the bottle of water that Brian gave her on the way to the mm-hmm. camping trip. So obviously something is up with the water. Obviously you're like, oh, fuck. It's yeah. drugged. That's why you don't accept bottles of water that have already been opened, people. Yeah. And they throw Violet's phone out the window. She asks to see the sketch. Her mom's like, oh, I don't I don't have it anymore because I threw my phone away. She says it like laughing. Like, you yeah. idiot. Why would you want to look at the sketch? This mom would be like a total QAnon mom. I swear to God. You, she's so easily persuaded into stuff. Like, so... So well, simple. I thought about maybe Naomi being QAnon as well, because anyone who would write a reporter like the one in this movie clearly doesn't trust the media yeah. at all. That's <laughs> just like no reporter would do what this guy does. That's true. That is true. They pull off. Uh, Violet's like, I have to pee. She keeps trying to like get her mom's attention mm-hmm. and like, hey, something's weird here. But, of course, her mom is just like, oh, wow, this is really far away. <laughs> I'm driving for so long. I'm so tired they, of they pull over to pee, and Violet's in the bathroom, and he's just, like, standing outside of the bathroom waiting, which I yeah, actually thought I'm like- that was a good shot, like, of her yeah. against the door in the bathroom, and she's scared, and then they went to, like, the camera behind him facing the door to the bathroom. I just, I was like, Oh, that's actually like a pretty creepy shot. I didn't like that. I mean, yeah, I did a couple like it, of but. the moments in this movie with Violet felt very like horror movie, but the rest of the story just didn't support. Yeah. So he's just standing outside the bathroom. It's like waiting for her to finish in there. And then he gets impatient. So just walks away. She comes out, tries to use the payphone. Oh no. It's cut, of course, mm-hmm. of course. So she's just like, 
God damn it. Fuck. I'm fucked. Yeah. Then they finally get to the cabin, which is a mansion. (laughs) You can't call that a cabin. Cabins don't have pianos in the living room. No, that's that's like twice the size of my house. And that's on the small side, probably. Like, it's probably bigger. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, And he, like, separates them again. He tells Camille to go walk the dog, Hemingway. And I'll take Violet up to her room. And then she's like, oh, I have a headache. And he's like, oh, you've been hydrating? It's very important that you hydrate. (laughs) You better drink that water. And she, like, turns around and looks at him and looks at the water. And is like, I have to talk to my mom. My mom. (laughs) She just passes out. Yeah. I mean, she's been nervously drinking that water for hours. Yeah. How did it just now hit her? All at once. All at once. I know. Maybe because I don't, maybe it's a time release, GHB or something. I don't know. Time release. (laughs) God, I hope that's not a thing. So Camille's, Um, how does she get it? Oh, that it's him? Yeah. Well, first, um... They're sitting on the couch. She comes inside, just sits on the couch, doesn't go check on Violet. Brian's like, oh, she's sleeping. Um, He proposes, Mm -hmm. and she says yes, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go get the champagne. She says yes. He doesn't even know your real name, you fool. So he comes back without champagne, and she has just figured it out because the ring is the same same ring. Yeah. Like, okay, buddy, you spent like, 10 million dollars to find them and set up this whole facade but you couldn't get a new engagement ring right that's like the one thing he could probably return and Mm -hmm. get money for without raising any flags anywhere like what the fuck so she yeah she finally gets it when he adds the knife to her again and he's like well you stupid bitch you fell in love with me again didn't you and i was kind of like well he does have a point You fell in love with him again. He's like, oh, at the beginning, you were so suspicious, so withdrawn. And I just wrote, was she? Not really. She was never not, like, into dating him. No. Italian him stuff. She didn't want to kiss him on the first date, but I'm, I mean, they've been dating so for months. So, like, obviously you're into it, girl. Um. So he's, like, cornering her against the fireplace. She grabs a poker. Mm-hmm. Um, hits him, runs upstairs to get Violet, is like screaming in Violet's face. <laughs> Just screaming in her face, shaking her violently. Yeah. She's not waking up. She falls on the floor when he like slams to get into the room. And she sees in Violet's backpack some spray deodorant. Mm-hmm. It's secret brand. Secret. <laughs> I know. Product I placement. Like, that was a bizarre <laughs> shout out to secret. So she, he's coming at her. She sprays the deodorant in his eyes. And then inexplicably, she turns the knife around and yep, stabs yep. him. How did that? How did she do that? I don't know. It was just How suddenly, did he find out where they fucking lived? I don't know. That's very true. How did the reporter find out where they lived? He never really, he never said it either, did he? They said that they he tracked the phone, the burner phone that she wasn't supposed to have. And I'm like, how? He called the number that doesn't do anything. Yeah, that's that, why it's a burner phone. Oh my God. <laughs> it's not traceable. So he's dead. And then we, like, don't hear anything else about it. They're just, nope. like, back at their old house. And a party. I just realized it's her Sweet 16 party. Mm-hmm. I just realized the dog isn't there, is it? Oh, no. What they, they made a big like? deal about this whole fucking dog through the movie. You would think the dog would, like, end up with them. Mm-hmm. That's real weird. They just left him there. But, no, you know how it ends? With, like, yeah. a cute single dad dropping off the present that his daughter forgot. And she's Brandy's like, dad. yeah. And she's like, I'm just focusing on my daughter. It's perfect. It's perfect. You can tell he's trying so hard too. He's like, oh my God, like a beautiful single woman, my age. Amazing. But no, she's like, no, sorry. I've had bad luck with 
one, maybe two men if you want to count them as two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and my last note is we have no idea what happened to Violet's dad. I thought it was Violet's dad coming through the door at her birthday party. I thought it was her dad, but no, it wasn't. Yeah, because Francie's dad says, oh, you're divorced too, right? Yeah. But is she? What happened to Violet's dad? It just seems weird that they wouldn't yeah. have even addressed that. Like, hey, lady, you have real bad. bad well, and also, guy. like, the dad would have to know about them going into witness protection. You're like, if maybe, yeah, so maybe he's died. dead, or maybe she's just always, maybe she just like got pregnant, like, kind of as a young gal. She seems to fall in love pretty easily. So that's true. I did look up how old that lady is, Krista Allen, I think her name is. And right now she's 49. So when this movie came out in 2019, she was like 47. Wow. Which means she had, if we're going by that actual age, she was like in her early 30s when she Hmm. gave birth. Hmm. She's like Lifetime's Famke Jansen. (laughs) Well, I thought she looked kind of familiar and I looked it up and it's because I watched a lot of Baywatch back in the day. Uh, She's on like two seasons of Baywatch. Okay. She also yeah. wears in this movie like the lowest rise jeans, but they're all like too big. I didn't understand her outfits. No, I didn't either. They were strange. They were strange. The clothing yeah. in this movie was weird. I hated every shirt Violet wore. And yeah, it's just me too. Because I have a problem with those like shoulderless shirts that I don't understand. I don't. I don't get them either. Don't your shoulders like just wear a tank top then? You know, like yeah, I don't get it. Just put a tank top on. Because if you want, you want to like put a sweater over it, you get cold later. Your sleeve is all weird. Yeah. No, thank you. This. Also, I, it's like you're going to be paying extra for that because it's like cut out whatever. Mm-hmm. You have less fabric. You're getting less fabric. Why should I pay more money for less fabric? That's a great question. Thank you. Tank tops only, always. Mm-hmm. It is true. I never wear tank tops. <laughs> there was like no good trivia about this movie. It just kind of sucked. <laughs> like I just the whole time I'm like, how did they figure out where she is? She's in witness protection. Like there's no, absolutely no information about how that could have possibly happened. Like none. not even a throwaway line from the FBI. Yeah, you would think they would be like, he found your location by da-da-da. You're in, you in danger, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wait. I just saw a really funny review on IMDb. This is a three out of ten star review, and it just says, Hemingway. That's all I want to know. Why put a dog in the beginning and at the end with no resolution? What happened to the dog left in the woods? I mean, really? Did he get left at the ranch? We don't know, but Meldek something something was really mad about it. Well, good. He's not the only one. Or she. They're not the only one. We're mad about it, too. I want to know. Yeah. A lot of these reviews are talking about how how could she not, like, recognize his voice? Like, was this a full face-off or they just had the same voices the other person somehow yeah because he didn't seem to have that accent before Mm-mm. real weird and his eye I, it, his eye color changed too but i was i was like okay that just contacts that's mm-hmm. fine but like i don't know you can you change like you i guess you can you can do anything with plastic surgery but like your bone structure yeah, it was That's like they would have had to break your, all the bones in his face. Yeah, like your bones are your bones, and you're like they're just formed how they are. And like, I yeah, it was not very believable. Not one bit of it. No, sorry about the stinkeroo. No, it was fine. It was. I mean, really, it's like the first bad, bad one we watched. You know, and even I do then, sort we of can, love how bad it is <laughs> still be pissed about how the fuck did he find out where they're from it makes no sense it really doesn't 
makes no sense. Well, that's what we get. Yeah. Can't all be winners. I know. I know. Um, but it is good to see that because of our podcast about Brittany that, you know, <laughs> light, the light has been shown. <laughs> we did it, guys. So, you guys, thanks. We, I'm just glad that we were all able to kind of reach out to the people who needed to hear it. <laughs> Take that, James Spears. Free Brittany. Free Brittany. All right. Well, everyone, stay safe and good this week. It's been kind of funky moods all the all around. Mm-hmm. Bad weather everywhere. It's we're no about, good. We're about to get eight inches tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Not us. Not us. No, you can just have a bunch more branches crashing oh. down around you. Ice storms in Oregon, guys. No bueno. All right. Well, till next time. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Bye.